Hi, this is Ethan Phillips, and you're listening to Trek Meet. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. The sacred promise of fellatio. Damn you people. All the best Trek mate ideas. Just nicked it off someone else. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Wayne Emery. Hello everybody, my name's Jude Hawkins. Uh, yeah, uh, welcome back. Uh, tonight we're mainly going to be talking about uh, Voyager, uh, our catch-up of uh, Season 2 of Voyager that we're watching together. Wayne's a bit ahead of me, but I just looked at the... Um, Tried to work out what we'd sp- spoken about last time. I think we've got about 10 episodes we can talk about. So it's quite mm-hmm. quite a lot there since the last time we spoke. Well, um, that's the thing. It, we was aiming for a season a month, and you're... How far behind are you? I think you're only about like five or close. six episodes. So, um, just looking, I am just watched episode 20 last night, so I've only got six yeah. About six episodes. Yeah, six to go. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too no, bad. Not too bad at all. I tell you what, we I have would have been... watched more. I just just got. I think I said it last time I was on here. Just get distracted by uh, computer games in the mm-hmm. evening. It's the only time I really have to play them, or adult computer games anyway. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And uh, well, uh, as well as the Voyager rewatch, because I'm. Uh, ready to start season three now um but i just finished uh season two of next gen as well so season what's a two season oh season two of that as well oh, okay yeah so and i've just done uh for some reason i thought you're quite a bit ahead of that but uh but no no, that's cool. no it's, because we're doing voyager as well it's just kind of been going along a similar sort of pace and you tried a bit harder than me to get the season a month thing yeah. done. Oh, no, I'm sticking to that. I'm doing a season a month. Yeah. And it's, um, to be honest, well, I don't think that's too bad going because I think between Voyager and that, it must be like nearly about 50 episodes of Star Trek in one month. Yeah. Excluding ones that we've done for the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's pretty good going. Yeah, it's it's all fun, isn't it? Yeah, um, oh, definitely. But also, I whilst uh, we've been... Because uh, Jude and I have both been doing a lot of things with regards to catching up with the Sci-Fi Collective and Trekmate mm-hmm. Bits and Bobs. And um, 
whilst I was going through um, that, because I've been uploading the TrekMate um, video versions onto YouTube, getting ready to make them live at some point, um, I noticed we never actually finished our decade retrospective. Did we not? No, we have two years left to go. Oh, what were we like? We just like get that far and then we just forget what we were doing. We got distracted by Picard. Okay, well let's come back to that. Let let's do what we were gonna do tonight, shall we? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, no, we totally we'll can. We'll definitely but... come back. Because it was I was uh putting it up there and then we've gone like oh we've only got two more years to go, we might finish it next time and then I was like, No we didn't <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's pretty funny. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, yeah, no, because uh, Jude and I have... Uh, well, we recently just finished recording the next Patreon-exclusive podcast that uh, is going out tomorrow. Tomorrow morning it goes out. We're, we're really on a roll at the moment with uh, stuff we're getting done to the point where I now forget where we you know what's been released and what hasn't which which is great for mm-hmm. us and anyone who actually enjoys listening to us so i can't oh, even definitely. remember which one that is what's that, that is masks oh for christ's sake god mask yeah, if i didn't say it on the patreon damn you people <laughs> chose that it's obvious yeah. to me now in hindsight what why they picked it and and a couple of people even said, like, yeah, that's why we picked it, <laughs> to wind you up. Yeah, because we we decided with our Patreons we would put out a poll, let them choose which uh, episode of Trek they would like us to uh, do a real-time review of. And uh, Masks came up tops. And... I spent... A spoiler of me is that I spent too much time apologising to people but like that episode, like I was obviously just too tired, a mixture of too tired and too nice to realise like they've done it on bloody purpose. They're not, they're not trying yeah. to share their favourite episode with me. Like, <laughs> you can watch this crap. <laughs> well, saying that, I did say it was bollocks about seven times while watching it, I think. It was just like silence and just like, yeah, this is just bollocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah if you want to get involved and uh so that we can actually watch something a little bit better uh the next poll yeah, will be going please. up for all our patrons to be voting on soon so head on over to uh our patreon uh, i think it's patreon.com forward slash sci-fi collective but also if you just type in sci-fi uh, trackmate on uh, trackmate and patreon into google uh, it comes up there as well. So for only a dollar a month, you could subject us to pain that <laughs> that we will never forget, <laughs> just like our yeah. uh, beautiful patrons did with uh, masks this past week. Oh, and something cool for you, patrons, if you didn't know already, because I, I, if I did know, I forgot. Uh, if you wanted to, or, or even if you don't, your name comes up in our sci-fi collective videos now on youtube a little yep. thank you to you guys yeah no we Just noticed that in our new uh, ending card or whatever you call it mm-hmm. well that's uh, it's it always been one of the perks that um got uh, if people who are patrons would um 
get their names at the end of any sci-fi collective uh, videos. But mm. after um, like looking at it, I was trying to figure out a way of just displaying all the information in an aesthetically pleasing way. And I think it looks good. Yeah. No. After um, the new one. After new seeing card. someone else's um, YouTube channel, I was like, I really like how they've done it. So pretty good much. Words, all the best Trek mate ideas. Just nicked it off someone else. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, so fine. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But so if you want to be uh, thanked in that sense on uh, the end credits of all the sci-fi collective videos that we're going to be putting out. It's only going to cost you a dollar a month, and we'll be yeah. eternally grateful. And we're indeed we're very close at the moment to have enough on the um, uh, Patreon to almost cover the uh, costs of running the website entirely. So it's um, yeah, no, that's, really, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you again, everyone listening. Yeah, it really does uh, not only help the podcast, but it means the world to me, Jude. So. Uh, yeah, so. I was uh, I, I was gonna say something positive and something negative, but I didn't know I I, I don't know whether to just skip that and just get straight into the Voyager chat. No, go on. Let's let's be ourselves. Let's be a little bit negative and a little bit positive. Well, well the positive thing. Uh, well, a negative, then a positive, then a negative. The okay. um, a negative negative sandwich. is obvious. Yeah. No, a positive sandwich. A positive sandwich. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. You, you don't count the bread. Is, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. negative bread. Um, Which is pretty negative because bread always like bloats your stomach. It's the part that's not oh, good I've, for you. I've stopped eating bread now. It's uh, it's just it's no good for you. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so obviously we're not doing our convention this year because mm-hmm. of uh, a global pandemic going on and it'd just be crazy to do that but i just wanted to remind you that we are doing our what what do we call it virtual con or something yeah digital con do... something like that yeah so i'm looking forward to to that more now as time goes on and uh, we'll just be getting in contact online on skype wh- whatever it is with the people that would have been vendors there what would have been attendees maybe even some previous guests of uh, the cons uh, we might be able to get hold of or would-be future ones or, or whatever, you know, we're just going to have fun mm-hmm. on that and celebrate what, what would have been and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's the positive bit. And the negative bit is just shame, again, shame on all those convention runners, organisers, what haven't done the same yet. I just think there's no excuse for it. And... I know Wayne agrees and shares my feelings when it pisses me off to see these people keep announcing guests. It's it's just wrong. Like, and I'm sorry if like I'm offending anyone, but I feel 100% justified and right in what I'm saying. You should not be doing that right now. Like, I understand that some people might have to wait around for the official stuff to become official. Uh, you know, where they're told, but you know just just be sensible just tell people it's not happening we're postponing it whatever not announcing guests all the time just winds me up um but oh credit to mcm what when wayne sent me earlier on they finally come round 
and yeah. said we're not doing it this year we'll we'll see you whenever and i don't think they even said when so that's good yeah uh, because that's but, the thing uh, they, they they their london one was due for october Mm-hmm. And uh, they say it's become clear that uh, with current uh, guidelines and everything, there's no way that the a convention would be feasible this year. And mm-hmm. to anyone with common sense, uh, it isn't. It isn't. And as Jude says, we apologise if we uh, offend anyone, but it's the reality of it. It's. Uh, I I would suggest if there's anyone out there who listens to us, which there may well be, you know, um, who enjoy our show, but they want to go to some of these conventions that haven't been cancelled, have a good think about it. I understand why you'd want to go. I want to go to stuff too. But, like, there's more than just entertainment. Your entertainment or others, you know, your loved ones if that's who you're taking it's entertainment you know it's it's people's lives that you could be ending because you decide to go to this it might not be uh yours or your you know partners it it could be uh, your grandparents your parents your your friend's parents whatever or even children you know it, it's generally uh older generation which is uh dying from this but you don't know. It, it's people with weak immune systems and stuff. So you don't know who you could be affecting by saying like, "Oh fuck it, I'm gonna go to this." Um, so just just think about it. If you're mm-hmm. planning on doing it, just think about it. Like, see if you can get your refunds. And you know, I would hope that all these convention organisers will come round eventually. It's just, I guess, some are taking longer than others. But yeah, it it bugs me to see them announcing new things because at least when they're not doing anything it means you know like they they kind of know it's not going to happen but they just don't want to say it they want to wait but to keep advertising new things this is happening now this is happening it's just stupid and irresponsible yeah because uh, i think i think i think DST have kind of just gone silent because they that's what i mean you know silence I can kind of understand, you know, because it's CBS, like they love their money. You know, I know that. Um, And they just don't want to say it yet, just in case, because it doesn't make any difference to them. It doesn't make any difference to the actors that are going to be there. You know, they're not going to go out of their way to say, look, guys, I'm not doing this. They'll they'll just wait till it's closer to time because it's no big deal to them. And, uh, you know, I've said before, it's it's not about our money, either. it's not about, you know, people spending money on hotels. Like sometimes you just got to accept like, if if you didn't get the one where you can get a refund, um, then you just got to accept that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's, it, it's not a big deal. <laughs> There's bigger things to worry about. Um, and know, I don't want to go is, on and even, on. Even if the con, even if the con does take place. What sort of event is it going to be as well exactly, at this point yeah. in time? Yeah, I, I I think we said all this before, but I just wanted to spit it out again, you know, because it's bugging me seeing the uh, announcements. And I don't even go online that much at the moment, but it's just like the few times I have and I just scroll down like a couple of what would be a few inches on my phone, you know, it's like it suddenly pops up and I'm just like, really? Really? Yeah. No, I rarely uh, go on social media other than to post our own stuff. But 
whilst I'm on there, I will flick. And as you said, within a few posts. I yeah, I, I, I go on rarely like yourself. But when I go scroll down the page, it's almost always the same amount. Like if it was, you know, on my phone, it's like about 10 inches down or something. Mm -hmm. So it, it knows some of the things I like. Yeah. Um, and then and then it will show me certain things like that where I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. We're thrilled to be announcing. It's like, no, that's irresponsible. Mm. And... and and the reason, also, I'll say the reason I'm saying this on here. I said it last time, is because, uh, you know, call me a coward or whatever if you will, but I don't want to do it on Facebook because it will just start a massive thing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just putting a target on my back of like, you know, everyone will just be attacking me. Um, but you can't do that on here. I no, can't but... hear you right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing yeah, is, like... crap, you. I can't hear you. The thing is, though, I don't only find it. Um, it, it the, the thing is, as well, it's deceitful because you're basically trying to still con more money out of people, knowing in all heart of hearts that it your might event. It happen, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. probably won't happen. In fact, if you want to think what's really happening in the heads, it probably won't happen. Mm hmm more than likely won't but yeah i'm gonna still continue to advertise these people even though i ne may never meet that person in the flesh you know this is the organizer mm -hmm. but, exactly uh, trying to recoup whatever money they can mm -hmm. for that they've already forked out yeah because they've done something where they can't get their deposit back mm -hmm. but that should be their problem not yours not ours yeah exactly well oh well uh and what what was the positive again was that we've got our own digital convention going on which oh, people okay. can come and talk to us and have a good time and yeah you know, no, i'm looking forward to that. that that was the positive bit it was very small in the middle there that <laughs> that second bit of negative bread was a huge doorstep it was yeah, a huge so chunk someone <laughs> didn't cut that loaf very evenly yeah it was like one slice of bread and then a like craft cheese slice thing was the positive and then it was about 10 slices of negative bread <laughs> underneath it. It, it my comparison is that's pretty much how leanne cuts loaves of bread she it, right. she's not very good with the slicing that's always my job so yeah 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 bit of a doorstop at the bottom definitely Oh. But yeah, I, I I hope people understand why why I'm saying that. But uh, yeah, sorry if I've bored you. And uh, but also that's what skip buttons for on uh, on your phone. Yeah, skip, exactly. Skip. Um, but anyway, so let's get to the the cool bit of um, today's episode, uh, Voyager season two. So I, I'm pretty sure if I uh, if I can click onto my internet on my computer mm -hmm. that the last thing we discussed on a podcast was uh was it cold fire it was cold uh, fire the, the it cares, was the caretaker yeah episode uh, yeah. which i loved we both loved and mm -hmm. said that that was possibly definitely the best season two episode but maybe the best episode full stop to that up until that point definitely definitely two. 
yeah, it absolutely was. And to be honest, uh, for me, the um, second half of season two it contains even more really good episodes, especially towards the end as well. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I'm not even there yet, uh, but a couple of them I can remember. Yeah, because the next episode after Cold Fire was Maneuvers, um, which is when the uh, Kazon have uh, st- uh, stolen some Federation tech uh, and Chakotay uh, goes to retrieve it. So he uh, basically it's a, a ploy really from Seska to capture uh, Chakotay and that's the one where he ends up getting his DNA stolen for her to impregnate herself. Ah, yeah. With his baby. It was an alright episode. It wasn't really anything um, amazing personally for me. No, no, it isn't. But um, what I will, I, where I will give Voyager credit is, you know, where I've criticised them loads of times before. What I'm seeing with season two, there is continuations of the story. Mm-hmm. It might not be as big as things like DS9, you know, things that concern so many people and races and stuff like that it's it's more just characters but there's stuff there and uh, you know with Sesco with um Chakotay with with everyone really mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm really enjoying that and I'll, I'll give it credit for that where I kind of acted like that wasn't happening um on my mm-hmm. previous watches but uh, yeah I think I just I think I had it feel like I had it in for Voyager once upon a time mm-hmm. uh, well no, I had it in. I just had a bit of a negative attitude about it because of all the uh, all the type of fans what would uh, bash Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. and just you know claim that Voyager was, was the superior show, which you know you shouldn't look at it that way anyway. You should judge them all on their own merits and stuff. But um, exactly. but no, yeah, there is definitely uh, continued stories going on in, in season two that I, I really enjoy, which I'll just talk about as we come to them basically uh, absolutely uh, the, with that episode uh, i uh, really can't fault robert beltran though because i really do like chicose i know a lot of yeah, people call him now. bland but uh, personally that's what i used to do, think of him as yeah very boring but now now i don't i think of him as really he's doing a really good job to be reserved you know it, it's hard to be in his position where He's trying so hard, like harder than Janeway, really, to bring mm-hmm. these two uh, groups of people together and 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 make them be the same side and, you know, try and prove to everyone that they're the same, even though they, they've come from such different backgrounds. Exactly. It's, because it's not easy. When you think of like the first officer's role, the captain's role is to, uh, like guide the ship is to captain the Mm. ship the first officer's role is to make sure that all of the crew are performing to the best of their abilities everything goes to the first officer before uh, the captain and he's like had to retake on this federation way of life and as you said he's the one that deals with on a daily basis the integration of the mucky and federation Mm -hmm. crew if there's crew that are uh, like uh, disbehaving, not doing what they should, it's Chakotay who is the one that's actually dealing with it. Um, 
because I'm just trying to think how far through you've got. No, you would have seen it. You would have seen it. So, uh, like de- dealing with um, Paris as uh, like he starts to like disbehave. Yeah, as it were. he's the one that's always having to come down on him. So, no, I I really do like Chicose. Me too. Uh, I'm with you. So after that, we had episode 12, which was Resistance, which is when Janeway and Norway crew were uh, on a planet trying to get uh, uh, yes. some Sorry. form of item. I can't remember what it was. Um, sh- they get uh, arrested. via vital to Voyager systems is what Wikipedia says. That's right. It was um, something to do with... Uh, like the what what do they call it the is it was it thanks to the bio packs or something because probably i've not got that on my screen but yeah i would imagine so because i know that they always every so often talk about how they're running low on um like i don't know vaseline yeah for the the ship to keep going um so yeah and then uh, I'll tell you point. what, just let, let me read you my thing. Go on it, um, During an away mission, Tuvok Volanatoris are captured and imprisoned while attempting to obtain a chemical vital to Voyager systems. An injured Captain Janeway is rescued by a local man, Calum, who believes her to be his daughter. The action takes place among Alsorians, who are contacts of Neelix and whose planet is occupied by the aggressive Mokra. So mm. that's the that's the description of, uh, of, of you know... We should the get beginning used to the descriptions for each episode. Yeah. No, it's... What did you think of this episode? I thought the actor who played Calum was really good. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who thinks that Janeway is his daughter, and I think he made that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, good you know if if it hadn't had him or if he'd had less dialogue or they'd made that character more boring then that episode would have been quite boring yeah but because of him like he made you feel emotional while watching him you 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 felt really sorry for him i mean it what it doesn't tell you is that like his wife and his daughter have both been killed Mm -hmm. um i think his occupation yeah, his daughter was killed trying to save, uh, trying to rescue his wife from prison. Um, but he, who, and she's also dead. That, um, but he just kind of, he's uh, what, what would you call it? Got, almost got like Alzheimer's or something, something I along think those it, lines. I, I would put it more down to like, um, like a psychological break, like it, like a PTSD sort of, like uh, all of the it's trauma like he's that he's chosen yeah. to believe that that, that uh, they're both still alive and, and that's why he just projects his daughter's image onto Janeway you know just you know he, he helps her in the in the, in the um, what do you call it in the marketplace or whatever it is and just says oh it's you it's you you're my daughter and yeah it, and at first it's actually quite creepy like when she fir- when he first brings her back to his house like it kind of reminded me of like if you've ever seen it, you must have seen it. Misery. Mm. It made me think of that, like like you know he captured her like and and wasn't going to let her go. Like you stay there, stay stay there, and like 
he was always getting really close to her face but then you soon realize that he only has good intentions but he truly believes that she's his daughter and she won't stop telling him at first like i'm not i'm not but you know then she sees what he can help and mm-hmm. and then eventually it turns into like she feels like she's got to help him um even though you know she's trying to rescue tuvok and torres who uh I think uh, actually get tortured at, at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. Tuvok screams out loud. Yeah, which uh, I thought was cool as well. You don't see it; you just hear it. But just no, because the Bilana idea of him when, being in that much pain. Yeah, Belana asks him when she come uh, when he comes back. Like I, I thought, uh, Vulcans had a really high pain threshold, and he's like, mm. "We do." It's just like that was really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah i like that I like that what a lot not yeah. like i want uh to what to get hurt but you know what i mean yeah oh no absolutely and uh, i do like uh, janeway genuinely cares about this bloke as well she she very much empathizes with him well and... that's what i'm saying i you know i did as a as a viewer by the end of it felt really sorry for him whereas at the beginning i was just like who is this creepy old man but by the end of it, you're just like, oh, poor bloke. See, I, I wish... I don't know. I'm going to be going forward now hoping that at some point there is a nod back to that episode with Janeway wearing that necklace or seeing that necklace somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because it's like whenever we have uh, episodes that are meant to have an emotional impact on the characters... It's like I want to see a nod back to that. It's like the inner light. I I always get a kick out of seeing the rask, uh, the uh, the flute, <laughs> and everything. So I do hope that at some point we get to see Janeway's necklace and just recognise it somehow. With it, I I doubt we will. But yeah, no, it's it's one of them things. But yeah, no, for me it was it was a good episode. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. But as I say, mainly I think because of the writing for that character and the actor choice as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, next so, up we had prototype. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode begins with a first-person point of view with an object in space scanning the surroundings in black and white. It then sees Voyager blah blah blah, blah beamed on board. Um, Balana and Tuvok lean over it. Uh, the next thing the object sees is engineering and its reflection. It is mm-hmm. a rope. Uh, yeah, like that made me laugh. That opening scene, like they were just like ridiculously close. In fact, there's a lot of that in Voyager where people are always way closer to each other than is natural and normal. Like it's just for the sake of a camera shot. But you just think, well, I think you don't do that in real life. Like, they get so close to each other. Like, you'd only do that if you were going to kiss a person, I think. Especially not in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so, maybe that's maybe that's my problem. I'm just watching it going, what are you doing, guys? Two metres. <laughs> Two metres. Six feet. Oh. But, um, but, yeah, yeah. So that pretty much describes the beginning. Um, yeah. Uh, for some reason... Even though I don't consider this like an amazing episode, but for some reason over time, I've seen this episode probably more than a lot of other episodes. I don't know if it's just because it's... Is it on one of your VHSs? 
I've, your first I had, VHS. Is I had all the Voyager on VHS, so I don't mm. know why. But yeah, I would always get a kick out of um, just the conversation uh, with Balana and the robot talking about um, data. Um, yes, yes, I forgot that. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, about her just saying how they work alongside each other. Um, because it's, I don't know, I don't really find this episode that exciting, as it were. I wouldn't say it's exciting, but I, I say it's good. It, it's it's like this could, could this could be like a play or something when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just this robot trying to understand humans more. Um, and mm-hmm. he wants her help, and then and then they kidnap her. But then, though the other robots are a bit cold and unfeeling, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the robot that we've come to know, whatever his name is. Um, what its name is Artu. you know actually cares about the balana and um mm-hmm. you know and it feelings mutual and stuff and yeah it's it's good it's it's not a great episode but it's definitely good yeah no and also it's uh you find that the um the creators of the the robots have been wiped out in a war between the two different factions of Android. When I was watching it, I was I was I was thinking in my head I was predicting that, but then I thought you're not really predicting that, Jude. You've seen this episode like once or twice before, mm-hmm. but I just felt like you knew that was coming, even though I have seen it before. Yeah, you could just tell that that was coming. But uh, but no, it's it's a cool little story. Yeah. Um, I I uh, can't remember these characters coming back. I, I don't really care if they do or they don't. No, they don't. Um, they look really cheap. They look like, uh, you know, like the earliest of early sci-fi movie. They look robots, like it's basically. out of Buck Rogers or something. I I wouldn't even be surprised if either it it they were like someone's just brought them on or brought one on and then made uh, duplicates, or if it was at least a tribute to something that we're not uh, aware of. Yeah, it it looks almost. Like something... uh, Almost a, a very, very cheap C-3PO. Yeah. With, with the head, at least. Yeah. With the, the way that uh, it's two joining parts in the middle. And and looks like uh, you know, it's something the s- straight out of uh, Tom Paris's um, Captain Proton. Yeah. Yeah, Not it does. Story. So, yeah, good call. Yeah, no, I don't really have too much to say about this, but the, the nah. next one I really did like. Uh, which was alliances. So a case on attack takes the life of another Voyager crewman. Uh, this time, the popular ex marquee Kurt Benderer. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chakotay, a good friend of Benderer, delivers the eulogy, eulogy and tells of a time Benderer rescued him from angry miners after the funeral. Jonas and Hogan tell Captain Janeway Voyager should change the way she operates and be more like Marquis. I need to read more yeah. of this. I'm remembering that bit, okay. but I can't well, remember where this. Okay, I enjoyed this episode because of two reasons. Number one, I enjoy certain aspects of the story that come up, but also it made me really angry as well. Oh, it's the one where they all meet at the table at the end. 
It is, so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, you you were so angry. You texted me about it <laughs> because <laughs> I night. I got really pissed off with this episode uh, at first because my whole thing was uh, that they decide that they're having so much trouble with the Kazon that they um, need to form an alliance with some of the sects from the Kazons. Yeah, I totally understand where you were coming from. With Voyager being so advanced and being able to go like warp 9.5 or 9 point whatever it is, um, the Kazon ships can't do that. Space is pretty big. You know when other ships are coming. I'll tell you what also I'll add to your, your thought is that there's times in this episode and other episodes, and I'm sure loads of people will have you know talked about mm. this, they're in the meeting room and they're not fucking moving. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, the ship is not moving. They're just sat there. You can see that there's no movement. They're not even going at ten miles per hour or whatever. And Which it's like seriously, room? if you're that bothered, just um, I don't know, whatever room, whatever room they're in, mm-hmm. in some of the scenes, like the ship is not moving. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if they were that bothered, the fucking Starfield would be bloody piling yeah. past because. That's the thing. It's like it, how big Kazon space is. Surely it won't take that long to get around. But also, if you see another a Kazon ship coming, just maximum warp in an opposite direction for like a minute. Certainly. Yeah. You, you, you don't actually need to interact with any of the Kazons because I've, I I don't know. There's probably uh, and I'm sure someone will be saying this listening to us i think there's probably some sort of detail in there where they say oh we're running out of materials or whatever it is to, to keep running away and we can't fight so and then that's where they come up with this idea but yeah i understand what you're saying as well the the one aspect that i did um like from this is like after them uh, meeting with a couple of the case on sex, including uh, the one that uh, Sesco is the uh, the Nistrum. Um, mm. They uh, it became clear that they weren't going to be able to make an alliance with Kazon, but then they meet um, the species who also has problems. That. Yeah, they they rescue them from some of the Kazon. Yeah, exactly, and they. Uh, I can't remember what the species are. And they seem like really nice guys until you end up finding out that uh, these people basically enslaved the Kazon. And the reason why the Kazon hunt and persecute them, because they're they're, called the Trabe. The Trabe, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, because the uh, the trade uh, are basically nomadic. They have to keep on moving because the Kazon keep attacking them. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why that is, is because the trade had enslaved the Kazon and uh, treated them like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. So you, you end up understanding why the Kazon hate them so much. So when the, the, the trade end up getting... Uh, Voyager and all of the other Kazon sects together to have a like peace talk, and it's the Trabe that fucks everyone over and tries to kill all of the other leaders. It's like yeah, yeah they're arseholes. 
I think, um, you know, because of what you told me, you sent me that text and I watched the episode like the next day. Like, it does start off bad, that episode, because it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make much sense, but it definitely ends good with all that. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, no, it's you like know. 70% of the episode made me mad. And then yeah. those uh, that part of the story I actually did like. Yeah, yeah, me too. So next oh, we have good yeah. old threshold. <laughs> I don't need to click on Wikipedia for that. Oh, by the way, I just want to, I'm going to say three things uh, right here. Mm-hmm. Um, to let people know, uh, on um, the Sci-Fi Collective um, YouTube channel, we have, they're not uh, watch-alongs, but we have two episodes uh on there which have like slideshows accompanying it of of me and wayne talking about threshold and meld the next two episodes mm-hmm. uh from from like i don't know from about two or three years ago or something i think it's probably longer quite a while ago but um uh yeah i intend to go back and listen to them myself because i don't think my in fact i don't think my opinion will have changed that much about the story in both like basically threshold pretty bad pretty bloody bad and meld extremely good oh it's um, two opposite sides of a coin they are yeah totally different but right next to each other in the series but i'm gonna go back and watch them myself i think we put them into as a bit of a bonus thing put them into uh, some trekmate episodes in the future after that but I couldn't tell you which. I don't think it's necessarily labelled. Yeah. Uh, because because we'd intended it as YouTube content. But yeah, if you you know if you want to laugh, at, you know, watch that if you have time or whatever. I will be at some point. Uh, um, they were just answer uh, three years ago. Yeah. 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 Definitely look forward to to watching them back. I just wanted to say something while I remember it uh, completely non-related to voyager i just want to say uh thank you to jeff who uh, one of our patrons in fact who um contacted me uh via messenger to tell me something about what we'd uh, spoken about on a previous trekmate episode which is um the q conflict uh graphic novel oh yeah i told you where it's uh, Q and some of the other Q-like aliens from uh, from TOS and TNG, where they're uh, using crews from Voyager, DS9, TOS, and TNG, and and mixing them up and playing them against each other, and um, and we'd both said like, you know, what have uh, IDW got against um, Enterprise? Mm-hmm. And you'll be shocked, just like I was, and Jeff was as well, when when you hear the reason. It's not their, it's not them who has the problem. The it's person CBS. who has the problem, the person. No, not CBS. No, it's Scott Bakula. Oh, really? Scott Bakula is not, was not comfortable with his image being used in, um, in comic book medium or whatever. Like, I don't really? know if it was to do with money, but 
that that's all that uh, Jeff told me is that Scott Bakula was not happy with it, and they just do not make Enterprise um, comics through ID. They do all the others, but they don't do Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Archer was only ever seen in one comic once, and he you was seen from behind, like in an end at the end of a story where you just see his hand and his feet next to Porthos or something like so ah, yeah. but I, I did know that that was a thing that with um, comics and stuff they uh, actors have to okay their likenesses mm. so yeah no, you I, wouldn't have thought of all the people it would be Scott Bakula to say that but for whatever reason yeah he didn't want to do it well that's a question for the next time that anyone meets him at a con Definitely, yeah, that would be a good one. I'd want to know the answer to that, and I hope it's not just money. Yeah, I hope he's uh, because I, I love Archer, you know, and, and and I'm sure loads of people do. And like, yeah, I feel a bit ripped off if if he just says, "Oh, the money wasn't right." I'd be like, "Really? You can't you... imagine that anyone else is getting paid that much just for their, you know, for their likeness." You'd be more accepting if it was just like they couldn't get my chin right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like fair enough. Uh, no, yeah, no. Cheers, Jeff. Always a uh, nice to find out a little bit of information when we, we we throw out these questions every so often, and they do sometimes come back with an answer. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, man. Oh, I'm I'm going to tell you something that's just in my head. Like it's really inappropriate, probably. <laughs> Doesn't but sound like you, mate. You... <laughs> Something that just made me laugh. It well, I just make myself laugh with these silly things. Um, I was walking down the street the other day, uh, not listening to podcasts. I was listening to music, which I do about thirty percent of the time at the moment. Um, I'm just getting into buying uh, uh, songs on iTunes. And I was listening to The Darkness, the band, The Darkness, the English rock band. Yep, that's them. Uh, But it was a more recent uh, song from a more recent album, a a song called Solid Gold, Mm -hmm. which the chorus actually says how uh, we're shitting out solid gold. So so that's the kind of humour it is. It's about them and their music and um, the song seems to be about them getting a new record deal Mm -hmm. Uh, but there was just one lyric in there just four words I think it is but just reminded me of you like um, okay and the and the reason why is because I sometimes think about my role on Trekmate and think people know because I will have said it on here a bunch of times I'm not as articulate as I like to be I don't have as big of vocabulary as I'd like Mate, I can't always does? say what I want to say but there was just a lyric in this song which I just thought like oh I'm gonna have to use that uh, next time we're promoting a convention a physical uh, convention sci-fi palooza yeah because it reminded me of something uh, that you've jokingly promised uh, to convention goers um and I can't remember why we were doing it. It's not like we have these silly different levels of like VIP guests. I don't yeah. know if we were joking about it. But like, yeah, the lyric was just um, the sacred promise of fellatio. 
And I, it just immediately <laughs> made me think of you when I heard those words. And I just thought, I'm going to use that one of these days. And I, I just thought I'd bring it up today because by the time we're advertising a physical convention again, I will have forgotten about that. No, I love, yeah. uh, no, I think that was, was would that have been with the uh, would that have been with the Kickstarter to get number two going? Probably, yeah. It, it, it probably would have been when when you were offering favours to people <laughs> you really shouldn't have. <laughs> but yeah, when I just heard that the sacred promise of fellatio, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that one out next time we're pimping the convention. <laughs> That'll be in our you know my our tiers like VIP. Right, VIP five pound entry. <laughs> Yeah, we were going to do that right before uh, right before the virus. Well, we weren't going to do that. We were going to do a joke version of that for everyone. But uh, we'll go into that another time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, I think the four pound fifty entrance included a packet of Watsits and <laughs> yeah, Harry <laughs> for the silver tier. Yeah, we had it all written down somewhere, but uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. We'll have to rewrite it out. Yeah, no, no, can do it for the virtual con. No, just no. So you'll get you'll get what's it's, but you you have to provide them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much just taking the piss out of other conventions. Mhm. With like, there's so many different um, tiers or whatever you want to call them, levels of oh, overpriced tickets for non-existent things anyway yeah it doesn't sound like us just taking the piss out of things for the sake of it <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound like do, us do, should, do we even bother really talking about threshold and meld are we all right just saying threshold is stupid and meld's really good and go back and watch those videos yeah definitely meld's amazing yeah so um, we will just say it's got um Oh, what is his name? Lon Suda? Uh, that's that's the name of the character, yeah. I can't remember uh, I was the trying to remember name. the actor's name. Um, so it's Brad Dourif, who has played loads of good roles in Hollywood movies over the years. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, the Chucky films, you know, uh, Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a really good TV series called Deadwood, which I really enjoyed. He, he's in all sorts. Absolutely He's one of them sorts. faces that, that just pops up rings. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's great in this role. And uh, I think it's a shame that they didn't do more with him. I, I wish he'd been a permanent character. But, uh, well, but yeah, we thing. talk about I, it in great detail on YouTube. It, it, with our Voyager rewatches, we've been, I've been very much trying to just accept it for what it is rather than thinking, oh, I wish they'd done this. But Lon Suda is one of them characters that I wish that they hadn't have killed him in basics and had yeah. used him throughout the series, like just seeing his progress. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even mind if he wasn't like every episode but just like once or twice a season would Almost have been great like how they treat barkley yeah yeah just like that yeah Be- because then you you could have a redemption arc going throughout where he like he starts to rehabilitate himself mm-hmm. 
yeah it's, it's it's things like that that i'm trying not to think of with the voyager rewatch because i we inevitably end up writing better scenarios in our head of oh i wish this character had gone this way because he's a great a great actor and it's a great character but it's, it's the same with seska i wish that they had kept her on board after revealing she was a cardassian I agree. Yeah, they could have done so much more or even just have her come back, you know, because things weren't working out. And and then you'd have that conflict there as well. You know, like you, you've tried to kill us like numerous mm-hmm. times. But like Janeway could still be that bigger person where she'd say, like, well, I'm going to lock you up. It's, you know, same with Suda, what we were just saying. They could have actually worked with it over time. Mm-hmm. and integrated them back into the crew over time like let them prove themselves with these things where they can't screw it up you know they can't kill anyone mm-hmm. yeah no you're right they, they still could have gone with the whole arc but then at the end of basics rather than kill her off like have it so that she is voyager's prisoner yeah at that point I, i'm just gonna say i will briefly say like, and I, i'm actually not joking but i won't say much more than this i did enjoy threshold more this time than i did previously like it's mainly the ending that's bad is, yeah. is what i realized watching it like that there, there is good parts in this and i think i said back in the day the makeup is great of tom paris mm-hmm. and his acting is pretty funny it's, there's some really funny lines that I should have no I shouldn't have written them down because I probably did write that down three years ago and say it in that uh, video so go watch that video yeah uh, my, my favourite bit is probably him pulling his tongue out yeah yeah some really good horror stuff yeah um, so we're going to skip two episodes ahead to Dreadnought so mm-hmm. is this the one with Belana and the Cardassian uh, the the uh, weapon that she had uh, commandeered from the Cardassians and set it to uh, take out um, a Cardassian planet, but it got lost in the Badlands and brought to yeah. uh, the uh, Delta Quadrant. To be honest, I'm surprised that they had seen nothing, uh, no sort of ramifications of this weapon uh, before this point, considering... It was meant to have been brought over by the um, uh, by the caretaker. Yeah. So it's seen no sort of damage or anything else because I, I know that the whole premise of it is that it's searching for this particular star system, but it's got lost obviously after being brought to the Delta Quadrant and finds. It would have made sense to have it in season one when you think about it. Mm-hmm. wouldn't have been such a shock to see it then yeah no exactly exactly but yeah so what did you think of this episode i enjoyed it it, it was sort of like a little bit more going on than the other Belana episode but actually quite similar where it's her interacting with a, a machine mm-hmm. uh which uh, half of the time, or no, more than half of the time, has her voice, which she's programmed into it. And then uh, some of the time it's the Cardassian thing. And it made me laugh where it has that kind of robot thing, that cliche robot thing where like, um, oh, you know, where, like I cannot compute, cannot compute. 
mm-hmm. like when uh, when it's getting itself confused with the orders that the orders that it's been given by the Cardassians and her and and then it it can't accept where it is in space in the universe um but yeah it's good it's good and there's like suspense near the end but you know uh all these people are like prepared to die on the planet that it's going to get and you know they're, they're wanting to send ships up to to attack it and Janeway's just saying you're just going to make it worse for yourself by doing that like if you just leave it alone you know we're your only chance to mm-hmm. to live for you to live so just let us do it and Bellana's nearly passing out and dying and stuff and it's yeah it's good a- yeah. another episode also that just makes me like her more but I, I did straight away this time round anyway but uh, but if you didn't before yeah just but makes I, the character as, as you said I think the difference between this and um, oh uh, what was it called Prototype the, the other robot yeah yeah, uh, I think that I uh, enjoy is the fact that it's um, Torres having to, or, or not ha- just having to, but wanting to um, make up for her past. Uh, like she had, like commandeered this weapon of mass destruction, planning mm. you know, for it to be used to, like almost as like genocide uh, on a planet, and now like the reality of her actions is there and she has to uh like fix what she has done uh i find it a really uh enjoyable concept and an enjoyable episode i think maybe on uh, this episode so we've uh, still got a bit more of season two to touch on if we maybe finish off with death wish okay yeah good call mate because it's uh because then we've it's got gone two, half one in the morning. Four, I've got an early start. Six, eight, and then we've still got eight more episodes to discuss the next time that we catch up on Voyager. Yeah, yeah, good, cool. So, so uh, Death Wish is I. Is this the first Q episode? It is. No, it's not. No, I was gonna say. No, I was gonna say. Is it the first Q episode without the word or the letter Q in the episode title? No, there but is I don't another think it one. Is. Yeah, no, it's, there is. It's just like that on. Uh, is is it just that way on TNG? Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. Of course, it's not. It's not. No, on TNG, there's most of them are Q something. Yeah, the majority do have Q in it. I'm just trying to think what. Um, oh, yeah, no, it will come to me at some point. Well, first one, encounter at Farpoint. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it disproves that, doesn't it, straight away. Yeah, no, exactly. But, yeah, no, I get what you mean. There, there is definitely more Q episodes that don't um, have it, even though it is a running theme. So, yeah, no, Death Wish... Oh, weird. What? Sorry, I just did what I always do. You know, um, like, w- I'll let Wayne uh, tell you about the episode in a second, but there's there's a second Q in this episode who goes on to call himself Quinn later on. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, I'll let Wayne uh, tell people about it. And I just thought, I'm just curious what uh, that guy, what else he's been in. Mm. Um, but I'll just tell you some uh, Trek facts about the guy. He had been shortlisted to play Odo. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And also, he was on Deep Space Nine. Uh, I think it was on season one. And I see the toy of this guy all the time. He was Tosk. Ah, there you go. Yeah, weird. Never even knew that. I was just thinking he was going to, you know, his TV career was just going to come up with some dodgy American sitcoms or something. And then it comes up with that. Huh. No, always, it, because you find that with a lot of actors, that they end up getting used um, a couple of times between the shows. I mean, you even see it with regulars like um, Robert Duncan McNeil and um, uh, Tuvok. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no, and I'm sure, wait, have I got... Well, obviously, then Armin Shimmerman as well, with multiple next-gen appearances as different Ferengi. And objects. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think. Is um, Did uh, Rene Okushinwar ever appear in TNG? TNG? I know he's not on Enterprise, because I enjoyed seeing him on that. Yeah. Um, TNG? I don't recall ever seeing him. Yeah, no, for some reason I've just got it in my head. You're probably right. I'm probably just misthinking about that. Well, what, uh, Rene was in TNG. I'll, t- I'll just click yeah. on Wikipedia. I'm already on it, so uh, yeah. just see what it says. But, um, oh, and, uh, obviously a um, another Q episode that doesn't feature his name. All, uh, all good things. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I was totally wrong when I was thinking that that, mm-hmm. that was the first non-Q uh, title. But, um, yeah, so uh, this episode is uh, the Voyager comes across a um, comet which doesn't present itself to be a, a regular comet. Uh, they end up beaming a sample aboard and they are greeted by Q, but not our uh, Q, not uh, John Delancey. John Delancey. Yeah, but by another Q. Um, so Tosk uh, Q. Yeah, Tosk Q. So, <laughs> uh, and then what in, uh, ensues is uh, that uh, this particular Q had been uh, imprisoned uh, on this uh, comet for a, a few hundred years because he uh, keeps trying to commit suicide as mm. he no longer wants uh, to live. He, he He's, he's uh, bored. He's, he's bored. bored of everything. Yeah, he's bored of being uh, immortal. So this is the first time that we get any sort of um, representation of the Q continuum. Mm. And... I think this episode does a really nice job at starting to uh, kind of flesh out the Q as a species, like trying to get us to understand their their lives, as it were. Oh, can I ask you a a question? Um, Mm -hmm. Am I just being dim here? But when I was watching this episode, uh, the John Delancey Q, Mm -hmm. um, I, I know... Uh, he might have done it when he's like Judge Q or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just, but when he's, you know, just, you know, in his Starfleet uniform that he loves to wear, has he always worn black lipstick? Because he just looked really weird to me in this episode. He's got black lip lipstick on the whole time. Has he? And I was just, yeah, he has 100%. 
And I was just watching it going like, he doesn't normally have that, does he? And I just thought, is it just because I watched it in... But I have watched TNG in HD, so... And that's not HD, so why would I notice it in Voyager but not in TNG? Mm, He's definitely so... got black black lipstick in this episode. Yeah. Huh. No, I've I've not noticed that, and I didn't notice that on this episode. I'm, I'll... I'll see. I'll just ju- keep I'll an just, eye out. Uh, what's the name of the episode again? Just yeah, put it on my phone and see if it Death comes Wish. up. Death Wish. Oh, it's just going to come up with all the Death Wish movies. I'll put Death Wish Voyager mm-hmm. and just hope that it comes up with... Uh, but you carry on uh, talking. But I just want to be able to send you a picture of um, mm-hmm. of John Delancey's... Yeah, it reminded me of like a, a dog. <laughs> you know, with dogs like often on the inside like have all like uh those black bits mm-hmm. um, yeah no uh, this episode um for me personally i uh i love the concepts of um because until this point uh the q have kind of been portrayed as uh omnipotent beings of uh like just being like uh, above everybody else and uh, what Quinn uh, brings to us is the fact of um, being omnipotent knowing everything means that there is no surprises and there's nothing yeah. to excite you and there's nothing to live for and that what uh, it kind of brings the concepts that what is enjoyable about life is never knowing what you're going to learn or never knowing what to expect. So what we take for granted as um, as linear corporeal beings is um, that we never know what's going to happen. So, Sorry for everyone listening to me just saying I got that. Um, it's just me looking for pictures. Yeah. So let's go on to things I can send Wayne so he knows I'm not making this stuff up. John Delancey is wearing weird lipstick in that episode. Some scenes it's more noticeable than others, but there you go. Yeah, and that is um, uh, when they're at one of the uh, sections uh, that is representing the continuum, the... um, Oh, uh, like American like truck stop. desert, yeah, truck stop. Yeah, and do you reckon could that be some sort of UV protection lipstick? Like maybe he's got sensitive lips to sunlight, or oh no, because he has it on Voyager as well. Oh okay, but uh, but I I don't know. I was just questioning it when I was watching it. Like, has he always had that, and I've just not noticed it? To be honest, because... I've never noticed it. Yeah, in some scenes, like I guess the light in different lights, it's more noticeable in some scenes than others. But I think it's always there in that episode, and it's not like they mention it or mm-hmm. say why it's there. You know, it's it's not like it's part of one of his jokes or something. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to look that up, or hopefully even better. You know, we've got a podcast here. Like, if anyone knows why he's got it in this episode but not others. Or if he's had it the whole time, let us know, because I'm uh, I'm interested. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it, as I say, it's something that I've never even 
noticed at all previously. Mm. So, um, yeah, so what's your thoughts on this episode, mate? Really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the the other cue and, and understood where he's coming from. And I thought at times I was thinking like, oh, this would have been weird back in the day on BBC Two. Um, the amount of times like the word suicide is said, you know, like it could seem a bit touchy at, you know, six o'clock. You know, mm-hmm. with all those kids watching, you know, '90s kids watching it. But, uh, but no, it, it's a good story and it's a like valid question. You know, should he be allowed to do that? You know, is it fair that they're preventing him from doing that? And you know, it's interesting seeing Jane Way being put in control of of that decision. And also, yeah. it's it, it it's uh, like it's a roundabout. What, it does what Star Trek does. It's a roundabout way of discussing euthanasia. Oh, definitely, yeah. As well, and the morality what, of what it. Good Trek does, isn't it? Yeah, t- it takes real stuff, which maybe you wouldn't get away with otherwise at that time of day, especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and really make you think about it, you know, because it's in space. So yeah. it's not real. And also, it's it's a question of, as well, um, uh, questioning the entire premise of if some... Uh, just because somebody... Because obviously we have the discussions of euthanasia when it comes to people who are ill. But when somebody is well and just turns around and says, I've had enough, I'm good to mm. go. Um, like the morality of allowing that person to then end their life on their terms of you know what I'm good and yeah so it's it's a real it's a great moral quandary episode Mm. because especially and we know which way Janeway's going to go just because Q offers up the carrot on a stick of, I will send you home. Yeah. And, and she doesn't uh, turn around and accept that. Yeah. Which, obviously, we know she she's never going to um, because Janeway never accepts the quick way home. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need to, we need to get seven seasons out of this. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but no, she she doesn't allow him um, the new cue to to commit suicide. She just alight allows him to not be immortal, to to be mortal, and I wants guess. to incorporate him into the crew. Yeah, and uh, for a short time he acts like he's happy to do that, but really he. He's he's glad to be mortal, but he's he's you know obviously just planning how to to top himself, and it's a normal cue that gives him the means to do that, mm-hmm. and and then he just you, you know they say what did you do that for, and he just says you know I'd gotten a bit boring myself or whatever, like I want to mix it up again, I want to get in trouble with the other cue, mm-hmm. which I thought that was cool as well. Um, yeah. Because that's kind of consistent. Because through TNG, we we have episodes where Q is kicked out as a continuum for not mm. playing by the rules, as it were. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's a really really strong Q episode and a very good Star Trekky episode. 
Yeah, it redeemed the Q uh, in general after um, uh, his appearance in Deep Space Nine, which mm-hmm. just sort of, I don't know. You punch uh, me. Just def- can't yeah, just punch me. Deflates the character a bit, you know, all that, all that cool story, all that history he's got with Picard, just mm-hmm. to be knocked out by Cisco, you know, at that time, what we just thought was a normal human being mm-hmm. yeah well uh, i think timeline wise though we it, it's funny because that was like where season one would that have been season five of tng so we've still got like a couple more tng episodes to queue after that as well oh right okay yeah i often get that mixed up i need like a chart or something to um we to need a timeline yeah need oh. a big post on my wall which i can refer to yeah my wife would love that i'm sure definitely oh, <laughs> go down a treat <laughs> yeah. no. i need to know so i can bring it up like once every 10 episodes of track <laughs> it's funny though because after listening to one of the engage podcasts earlier um i ended up having to look up star dates to formulate an opinion on something yeah, because because I was discussing the implications of uh, whether like what if the Prometheus had been stolen by the Romulans, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, then well, that star date is this the uh, the star date of in the pale moonlight when Cisco's trying to get the Romulans to join the war is like this date, so they were both roughly the same time. And my health thing, my opinion in the end was, I don't think the Federation would come out and all out uh, have a go at the Romulans about it because they're so desperate to get them involved with the war that they mm-hmm. would kind of brush that aside. Just well, if they're willing to uh, like go as far as they do within the pale moonlight, then I'm sure that they would be willing to ignore the Prometheus getting stolen. Uh, just to make sure that they don't like fall to the Dominion. Sorry. Oh, God, that went down the wrong hole, sorry. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Oh, it, it, was it a sharp one? It was. Oh, um, just, um, you brought up the Engage podcast. Yeah. We're on there this week. If anyone's uh, not getting enough of us on this podcast, we're on uh, the Engage podcast strangely enough um recasting friends the tv show friends with star trek characters <laughs> i think they've been hanging around me too long <laughs> coming up with ideas like that yeah and this was filmed uh recorded at the uh, palooza as well yeah sci-fi palooza too and uh, it's actually oh god sorry it's actually quite a fun listen i think even if you'd never watched friends before Mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter like you know i'm aware of that when we're recording it uh i'm sort of doing the it's about 35 minutes or something yeah and I do the whole 35 minutes with the guys and wayne pops in and out i think pops in and out like twice i or think maybe just once oh is it um yeah i did listen to it yeah but i make sure that i'm explaining to people for them you know anyone who doesn't listen to friends because there is going to uh, watch who's never watched friends, you know, who these characters are and what they're like. And uh, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun experience. 
I, I don't know if I had more fun recording it or or listening to it back, but it was a, a nice space of time for I'd forgotten everything what we'd said. Mm-hmm. But, Excellent. Um, but yeah, I won't spoil it for anyone. But yeah, if you want a bit more Jude and Wayne and uh, Jamie and Simon, go have a listen. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, uh, we do actually need to rearrange to uh, get them on the show because we did say we was going to do that ages ago. Yes, I know. I've actually still got some questions written down on my phone for a for a podcast uh, idea that we had, what we were going to do with them, which, uh, yeah, I'll have to get back on that at some point yeah. soon. Oh, definitely. Definitely. We definitely do. So, yeah, no, I think we'll leave it there for this episode and we'll continue on with uh, Voyager Season 2 once you've finished um, the season. Yeah, and the uh, the next two episodes uh, that I have seen, but we didn't discuss tonight, are two really good ones. So uh, you could go, the, the last one, Investigations, um, mm-hmm. you could just do one podcast on that one. It was so good. Easily. Yeah, easily. It, it is very good, really enjoyable. So that's uh, for everyone, including us, to look forward to. Yep, no, definitely. And also, it, just on... Uh, as there's so many really good ones that you've got coming, mate. Uh, really good. I uh, I always liked uh, Two Vicks. I always did like that. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Two Vicks. I enjoy the Thor. Innocence is good. Uh, Resolutions, the one where Chakotay and Janeway get uh, stranded on a planet together. Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy that episode. Oh, I look forward to to them all. Yeah. But yeah, and um, uh, the the one that you've got coming next, Deadlock, brilliant, really cool. good. You've got a very good one coming up next. So I won't be doing it tonight because it's two o'clock in the morning now. So I really should go. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go second. So I'm gonna say to everybody, uh, thanks everybody. I've been Jude Hawkins. I've been Wayne Emery, and that was trackmate around about the 12th century and this is england or to be more precise sherwood forest please accuse me creation of you doing that thing with you orbiting like your eyes i'm gonna speak now to some archaeologist guys and you he kidnapped all the crew he knew that I like you to hold you, Wobash. I'm in love with you. Well, I try and try to forget you, girl. And I don't share with the crew. Every time you do that thing with you. I, Robin Hood, I'm forced to play. I've gotta find a way to get you back from Sir Guy. You'll be mine someday. Cause we are in Q's fantasy. If you'd only let me come to rescue you, take you back in space with me. Cause I try, I try to forget you, girl. Yet I don't share with the crew.
John, that makes you... I know. Robin Hood, sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. Because we might be orbiting Tagus Tree, but we're in Sherwood Forest together with my crew. Vashai, I need to be with you, because it hurts me so just to see you go around with Thomas Q. Because if I know you, you're doing that thing every day, just doing that thing. I can't take you doing that thing with you. Sorry. You've been listening to the Trekmate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.